Welcome to the Grow Strong Leaders podcast. I'm your host, Meredith Bell, and I interview business leaders who are committed to their own growth and the development of everyone on their team. If you enjoy my podcast, be sure to subscribe and rate it on your favorite podcast platform. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Grow Strong Leaders podcast. I'm your host, Meredith Bell. And I love bringing to you leaders who have focused on their own growth and development and are also dedicated to making sure the people on their teams, in their organizations, have the opportunity to reach their full potential as well. And today, I'm very excited to have two guests who are working in a very different area than we usually have here on the podcast. And so I'd like to welcome Dr. Richard Irwin and Courtney Brafford from the University of Memphis Global, also known as U of M Global. Thank you. It's good to be here. Good to be with you. Thanks for having us. Well, I'm just thrilled to have you too, because you're not just working inside one organization, you're impacting a number of organizations um, through your program. And so I'm eager to help spread the word about the wonderful work that you're doing. Before we do that, let me give a brief introduction. U of M Global has been recognized by U.S. News and World Report as the number one online program in Tennessee, and top 10 for best overall value. Richard is the Executive Dean, Academic Innovation, and the College of Professional and Liberal Studies, and Courtney is Director of Student Success. And they've created corporate partnerships that provide employees with opportunities for for professional development that translate into college credit. So my listeners who are interested in partnering with, um, you know, higher ed as a way to give employees opportunities for development, tune in to what we're talking about today. It's very powerful. And I was introduced to Richard and Courtney by one of my former guests, Tamara Marish Carver at FedEx. And FedEx is one of the corporate partners that U of M Global works with. And Tamara's episode was number 175. And I highly recommend you going back and listening to that one to get her perspective as someone who is using this program. And today we're going to get to hear from the side of those who are providing this program. So I'd like to start, Richard, with you. Tell us a little bit about... U of M Global, what exactly is it? And what was the origin of this life program that you have now with FedEx? Well, definitely. First of all, thanks for allowing us to showcase our work. It really means a lot to us and appreciate the opportunity. And the University of Memphis uh, was a pioneer in online uh, learning dating back to 1995 when we delivered uh, first online programs. And so we've been at this for a while and and uh, mm-hmm. alluded uh, we've been very fortunate to always put quality first. And in 2017, uh, President David Rudd uh, wanted to uh, uh, brand the online offerings under one particular umbrella, one one unit. And that's when it became uh, branded as uh, U of M uh, Global. And we centralized some of the uh, operations, such as uh, Courtney's staff, that she'll have an opportunity to share with uh, the listeners here in, in a little while. 
Uh, since then, we've grown to over 120 fully online degree programs, undergraduate, graduate, as well as some certificate programs at the graduate level. We now have over 5,000 students this semester who are uh, completing their studies fully online. Those 5,000 students come from 49 uh, different states and several uh, foreign countries, many of which are in the LIFE program as well as some of our other uh, corporate programs spread through, throughout uh, the country. So this, uh, this has really given us an opportunity to um, uh, have Memphis Tigers spread throughout uh, the country and, and uh, throughout the world. So uh, that's kind of an overview on top of what you mentioned about uh, global and, and how that's evolved and that we uh, have been fortunate to be working together on this in the context of U of M Global for the past uh, five years. As far as the origin of the, the LIFE program, which is just uh, really one of our key points of pride, uh, we had been uh, exploring how to address um, uh, uh, the uh, needs of our corporate community a little bit before LIFE, uh, before FedEx uh, approached us about uh, a solution that involved um, our online programs. And uh, through a grant from the uh, from APOU, the Association of Public and Land Grant Universities, we had actually been cutting our teeth on some healthcare. Uh, I was teaming up with the uh, College of Nursing and College of Health Sciences. And in the middle of that, March of uh, 2018, representatives from FedEx asked for a meeting to discuss a challenge that they were encountering, um, and that was attrition at the uh, at the hub here in Memphis with the possibility to expand beyond that. Fortunately, they felt that uh, utilizing their educational benefits program was, was the solution. And so that uh, obviously drew us into the conversation. They had some uh, aspirations or expectations that they would like to have in a program that would be offered to their employees that would, would help uh, enhance engagement and obviously lead then to um, uh, strengthening uh, retention amongst those employees at, at the mm -hmm. uh, Those expectations were that every person, every hub employee would have a pathway to a college degree. Mm -hmm. So that was, that, that was, we needed to do a little work on that. The next one was that they would not experience out of pocket expenses. And the third one was something that we had, already began to master, and that was to have a support structure, a team of individuals that provided them support from beginning to end. Um, and uh, uh, so we had already, uh, Courtney and I already begun working together to put together uh, academic coaching advocates and so forth, a team that, that would support anybody that was in global at the time. So with those three uh, uh, requests, uh, we went about uh, building what eventually would become life or learning inspired by FedEx. And uh, step number one, to create uh, a pathway to everybody, necessitated that we create an earned admission program, which we eventually called the Prep Academy. I'm going to let Courtney go into a greater detail on that in a while. Mm -hmm. uh, it really has become, again, another point of pride that the university didn't have before. This gave us that nudge. Uh, with no out-of-pocket expenses, we had a direct bill program in place. But one of the things that we were able to craft was a pathway for these employees to complete their degree in the same time that a majority of students at the University of Memphis do anyway, 
and mm. pay within the budget that was allocated uh, by by FedEx. And actually, a side note to that um, is, should they do so, and they come into us as, and this is relatively unlikely, but if someone was to come in as a freshman and work at FedEx in the hub and allow FedEx to pay their uh, expenses or pay their tuition to go to school, at the end of their college uh, term, they would probably have saved about $300,000 uh, or pocketed that amount just in wages with no debt toward uh, uh, you know, any kind of college tuition. And as I said, we already had uh, started the staffing and, and we just ramped up with people to support the, the third re request from FedEx to, to buy, provide that student advocacy team. I've really oversimplified this. Yeah, I want to hear more about this student advocacy team, too. Maybe that's what Courtney will focus on, because I think that, you know, getting concrete about what does that look like? How does that work and how is it helpful to them? What does it do? Which of you would want to take that? That's Courtney. Yeah, I, I, I could take that. Um, I think, you know, we realize and, and a lot of us in higher ed realize that, you know, this is a whole different landscape. There's vocabulary that belongs just to higher ed and it can be overwhelming it can be confusing and you almost need sort of a tour guide or an interpreter and you know so the the student advocates really kind of play that role they're ingesting and disseminating all this information that's coming from financial aid office and the bursar's office and the registrar's office and then packaging it and and pulling out the relevant information and sharing that with students so the students not having to track down all of this information at these different yeah. Uh, offices, it's coming directly from this one person that really is staying with them throughout their career. So anytime they have questions, it's like, well, I know who to go to. I can just go to my student advocate and they'll help me. Um, and one of the things that we also really try to do is be very proactive with the information. So not waiting for someone to ask, when do I file you know, my FAFSA, but telling them in advance that that time is coming up and here are some resources to help and just really trying to get ahead of a lot of that communication. Um, a lot of the students we deal with have tried college in the past and it didn't work for some reason. Um, and often that reason is they just didn't have enough support. So we really want to try to provide that safety net, that those wraparound services. We've got an absolutely phenomenal team. Um, and so we've got people who work in admissions and people that work on the financial side and um, advisors. And so really we can control so much in house, which is also really, really helpful. Um, and so it's really, we're just meant to kind of help and be cheerleaders and provide information and make things easy to digest and, um, and just make higher ed a little less scary. I think for some people it's, it's a little intimidating or overwhelming or, um, and we're here to just be a friendly face and make things a little bit easier. So let's say I work at FedEx and I've learned about the LIFE program. How do I figure out what, what are the available options for me? What are the different paths that I could pursue in order to, um, I guess the ultimate goal is an undergraduate degree or a graduate degree. That's the mm -hmm. goal with any of these programs is pursuing an academic degree of some sort, right? Yes. Yes. Ultimately. Um, so it's a really good question because that, that's the point we really start with with these students is, OK, what's the best first step? Because mm -hmm. there are a few. Um, and so like Dr. Irwin mentioned, we created 
this earned admission program, the Prep Academy. And uh, but people don't always know about it or that that's where they should start. And so uh, what we are looking at usually is an employee's educational background. So have they attended college? When did they attend college? Because mm-hmm. for some employees, it was in the 80s and 90s. And, you know, learning online is a whole different element now. Yeah. Um how many credits do they have and how comfortable that are they with online? So we're really kind of diving into some of those very uh, unique and employee specific questions, student specific questions, and trying to figure out what the best path is. And for some, it's the prep academy, which um, just to elaborate a little bit on that, because it's not yeah. kind of a well-known concept. It's, yeah. um, it's a self-paced set of uh, three different units of coursework. And students can start it at any time. So they are not tied to a semester start date or anything like that. And and that was another really important piece for FedEx was to be able to onboard students year round, really. So so someone can get approved for prep, I mean, for life today and really start prep practically tomorrow. Um, So there's a pretty quick turnaround there. Um, They work through it at their own pace. um, And it's the same program that they use to the same, um, what we call an LMS, there's that higher ed lingo again, um, where they can go into Canvas and figure out how do you upload an assignment and where do I click on to find out what's due today. And and so it really gets them comfortable with that platform, helps them figure out time management. I mean, there's content that focuses on things like learning styles and time management and how do I manage being an employee, a parent, a caretaker, a student, you know, and all of those things at the same time. Um, it focuses on career development and goals that they might have professionally and um, and really just kind of helps them put their wrap their head around becoming a college student and what that means for them at this stage in their life. Um, there are no grades in prep because we didn't want to scare people away at the beginning and, you know, have them worry about it. Yeah. So uh, instead, they get feedback. And so if there's some parts they need to improve on an assignment, they get some pretty detailed feedback. And then they have the opportunity to resubmit. And then once it's at a point that everybody's happy with and they can move on. So again, just carrying that theme of support. There's an immense amount of support mm-hmm. in the prep academy. Um, so they move through this at their own pace. It's um, really just student friendly, very, very much focused on them as an individual. Uh, and when they finish prep, they are guaranteed admission to the university. So we Although we're collecting transcripts, if they've been to a school, we're not basing their admission on that. They just demonstrate that they can do college work because right. those three units are college classes. We took them from our catalog. So they are existing courses. Um, so they've demonstrated that. So they're admitted based on that. They uh, don't have to take any entrance exams. And that was that was another request of FedEx is hmm. you've been out of school for 20 years. The idea of taking an ACT or something equivalent is, is pretty scary. So um, no entrance exams. And those three units or those four classes really um, are now those 12 credits are being posted to their U of M transcript. So they weren't just proving a point or spinning their wheels. They were actually earning credit throughout that whole process. So they're now enrolled at the university with 12 credits. Um, So prep is really just um, an all around just fantastic uh, opportunity, excuse me, opportunity for students. And, you know, as I was listening to you talk about that, Courtney, Richard, I wanted to go back to something you had mentioned to me earlier, which was the importance of listening to FedEx and all the things Courtney was just listening listening about FedEx wanted this and that. How did you go about um, 
finding out what were the, besides the three that you already mentioned, what were some of the other things that you learned? What was your process of discovery? Well, we met uh, pretty regularly. As I mentioned, we, we uh, had our first um, meeting in March of 18 and launched in August of 18. So we had quite a few uh, powwows in between there. And uh, so it was, it was an awful lot of, um, um, you know, kind of like developing things in a laboratory, taking it back to them and, and, and sharing, you know, this is, this is what we think we can do. What do you think? And, and kind of moving it forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they were such a, a great group to be able to work with, especially since we were all kind of creating something that, that didn't exist and nobody had preconceived ideas of, I want it to look like X. And we really started with a clean slate, uh, on, on how we could, um, uh, execute, but uh, we would bring different people each time, to ver- depending upon the topic, uh, whether it was the admissions issue, whether it was um, uh, prep academy where we needed to involve uh, instructional designers and faculty. Uh, but typically, we'd keep the group uh, meeting with FedEx pretty small and then bring that back to campus and have work groups here as well. Um, so, and, and we, there was a very high level of trust. Uh, fortunately established. And I think I've been told by them that that trust was established because we demonstrated we were listening to what they wanted or what they needed, not telling them, here's what we have, kind of that cookie cutter approach. Uh, They were very thankful. And I've heard we've had the opportunity to present in sessions together, and they've complimented us on taking that listen first uh, approach. And uh, so we've we've definitely tried to build that into uh, all of our other work as well, whether it's internal or external, in terms of understanding um, really what the needs are of whether it's an individual uh, or or a company such as FedEx. Mm-hmm. You know that's such an important leadership principle, isn't it? <laughs> Ask questions, listen, learn, and not make assumptions about what's going to work. I love that you emphasized you really started with a clean slate and you didn't have a, a prescription already in place of, well, we think these courses are what are needed because that allowed you to really discover what what would best fit their needs. And I'm curious, the courses that you offer initially in this prep program, Courtney, are they, I guess, these basic uh, credits that people get can apply no matter what they decide to pursue in terms of their focus. Is that accurate? Yes, that's accurate. So they are lower division elective hours, typically. Um, Like one of them, for example, is a class that something like 80 or 90 percent of our our incoming freshmen take um, an academic strategies course. Uh, so they're they're very common courses that that really any student might find um, and just have a common theme of readiness and um, college level preparation and learning and, and stuff like that. Um, and that's one of the other elements that the advocates play is they really work very closely with the students to decide, OK, you've got these 12 hours from prep. You're bringing these 15 hours in from this community college. And here's your interest area. And what major is going to be able to get you to graduation the quickest and um, absorb these credits and not leave things on the table because 
often transfer students feel very uh, defeated when they might have 60 hours from another institution, but only 15 apply to their new major. And so, you know, we want to intervene and and give them options and let them know, okay, well, this major is going to take 30 and this major is going to take 40. And then, and then they're ultimately they're making the decision about what the best fit is. But, um, you know, we want to be mindful of their time and money and, and all that. And um, just there's so many majors at the university that I think most people aren't even aware of. So it gives us an opportunity to really feature a lot of the things that we have to offer. Mm-hmm. And that's where your support folks come in, I would mm-hmm. assume, is yes. uh, taking time to really talk to that individual. And, you know, just thinking about the the process that you go through, and it's probably how many years typically is someone enrolled in your program before they graduate since they're doing this, I assume most of them are doing it part-time in addition to their full-time work at FedEx. Yeah, that's what I was alluding to a while ago is uh, right now, uh, four-year institutions measure their graduation rates in in six-year increments, ironically. Uh, I don't want to have to explain that, but that's what most gra- how most graduation reports, uh, graduation rates are reported in hmm. the for us, particularly so many students work today, they're taking lighter loads. So this population really is reflected in, in that. So if someone came in uh, uh, fresh out of uh, high school with no credit hours, not that student that Courtney was talking about a second ago, uh, we have a, we can put them in a program that would graduate them in six years with no debt, mm. so no, no debt. Um, they need to follow that 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 protocol, which is taking two courses each term. Mm. Uh, so it it and it so it can be done. Um, now, as Courtney mentioned, most of the folks come in with some credit uh, from some time in their history. So that's mm. a development. and so we we are we're already that far into uh, uh, completing. Another thing that we use, particularly with uh, this population is our experiential learning credit program, which is yet another one of our points of pride is that we honor uh, learning that's taken outside the classroom. And so some of the FedEx training and some of their other uh, personal professional experiences outside of FedEx have the opportunity to be uh, uh, converted or translated to credit hours. And many of these folks uh, um, are uh, beneficiaries of that. So it's another accelerant uh, once they um, earn that ELC. I just love that. When I think about how rigid a lot of academic institutions are about coursework only and not giving credit to somebody's real world experience, I just I just think that's such a powerful addition. Is that common or is that rare that you do that? Um Common on our campus or common across other campuses? Any camp- yeah, it, across any other campuses. Is that more unique to you and what it, you've it's done? Unique. It certainly has become more popularized, particularly now that um, the uh, higher ed industry recognizes that the non-traditional student is becoming more traditional. Mm-hmm. And they really do bring uh, true value, not only to the classroom, but their history of learning that may not be captured in uh, credits uh, in the past. We have over 400 students uh, now a year uh, that aren't necessarily linked to any of our corporate programs or specifically to life that 
that uh, benefit from the, our experiential learning credit program that mm -hmm. saved that group collectively over a million dollars in tuition. Um, so we're we're really proud. Don't tell the CFO that, but uh, we're really proud about how that it's it it becomes um, you know a point of differentiation for us, but yeah. it also, also becomes um, something really important to them that we honor that that learning can take place. We also have credit by exam and some other ways of demonstrating, uh, you know, the CLEP tests, we accept those. So there, we try to diversify the way that we can demonstrate learning as much as possible. And considering that we're a, now a Carnegie R1 institution, it's highly unusual for many of our peers to, uh, to be acting similarly, but we're really proud about that. Well, for those of us that aren't in the um, higher ed world, what does that mean? That means we're one of the top research institutions in the country. Uh, it's an exclusive club. And uh, after many, many years of um, talking about doing it, we finally uh, 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 worked very hard as a campus to report our researching expenditures mm -hmm. uh, and, and to uh, up uh, our uh, grant activity. It, it's quite a commitment on an institution's part. And we achieved that uh, just within the last couple of years. And it really has helped uh, the institution a great deal. We are only one of three in the state of Tennessee with Bandy and uh, uh, UT Knoxville. So uh, extremely proud of that attainment. Mm. Well, congratulations. That's Thank great. You Thank you very much. Yes. So, Courtney, what are some other things about the way the program works that you'd like to share that you're especially proud of or you feel just are important as part of the process? Um. I mean, there's so much, you know, I, I actually asked uh, the members of the global team to share some stuff and I was like getting overwhelmed just reading through it all. And and I think that the thing that um, just kept resonating with me is just what an impact this program has on not only individual lives of the learners, but those learners' children and grandchildren. And, um, you know, so many people were highlighting, you know, my kids are watching me do this and my kids are watching me go back to school and achieve this goal that I always had. And just for whatever reason, time, resource, support, just didn't think was going to happen. And then, you know, suddenly here comes this this opportunity and, you know, we're, we're changing lives. And that, that's really just amazing. Um, and, and really, it's just offering what we already had in, a, in a, just a more palatable way. And, and whether it's whether you're talking about online, and the flexibility that comes with that, where somebody can work a night shift, and then, you know, do classwork at any time that they need to, or if we're talking about the financial benefit of um, not having to pay tuition up front and get reimbursed, which is very typical in a lot of organizations, they're very generous, and they will do tuition reimbursement, which is wonderful, except not everybody can float the tuition payment every semester. Yeah. Yeah. So changing this to a direct bill is just is one of the biggest game changers. Um, so just, you know, being able to be part of these these small changes, whether it's changes for us, like having that earned admission or, or changes um, from from FedEx, like it's just, it's been kind of amazing to see just these little changes and how they have such a big impact overall. Um, and just the the reception by by these employees. We were getting a lot of emails in the beginning, like, what's the catch? You know, th this seems too good to be true. What, what are they not telling me? Um, and it was so wonderful to say there is none. You know, this is truly just to help benefit you and, um, and, and to FedEx's credit, one of their big um, corporate, ethics is promoting from within 
And this is this is them demonstrating that value by by giving their own employees the opportunity to earn that degree and then get that promotion and, and move up in the ranks. Um, so it's just, you know, there's lots, lots of good stuff going on and lots of good stuff to see happening. I'd like to jump in if I can. I want to share. I want to put something on top of that. Uh, we've been praising ourselves uh, for the work that we did, uh, but I, it went both ways. And talk about listening. Um, uh, Courtney made me think of this when she said changes at FedEx. Uh, we, the candid conversations that we had between March and August uh, required them to change some policies as well and mm-hmm. uh, to be uh, student or employee centric. Um, for instance, they uh, they completely waived any probationary period. An employee is eligible for this program uh, theoretically on day one. Once they're confirmed, we have confirmed that we received their inquiry and uh, Courtney's team confirms their eligibility, they are in. Uh, we know people who have very restrictive probationary, even you've got to pay back money if you don't finish. That's not very employee or student centric. So they waived that. Um, They also changed policy on grades. Uh, An awful lot of uh, the uh, uh, policies that we've seen require a C or a C minus because we just think they've got to put some skin in the game. I don't know what the difference is in some cases between a C minus or in a D plus, but sometimes a D or a D plus can count towards graduation uh, limited. You can't accrue too many of them. Uh, but uh, so we convinced them that anything that counted towards uh, a, a degree program or towards their uh, graduation would be covered by by these um, by their uh, tuition assistance or this program. And that's been very helpful. Why make someone repeat when they miss that grade by, you know, just a couple of points and sort of arbitrarily set. So I have to, you know, we, we need to acknowledge that that FedEx listened to some of the things and how we could construct this program with that clean slate and not bringing um, especially some subjectivity into they really wanted to design this to make it work. And, and so I'm, I'm delighted with that. Two other things I want to mention are unintended consequences in terms of successes. One is while this was initially targeted for retention, now it's become a great recruitment tool. Uh, They host hundreds of students here on campus uh, in the spring and give them the pitch of come to, uh, you know, it used to be in, uh, you know, previously uh, uh, go to school, get a job. Now it's get a job and go to school. And they they can abide by that that philosophy. The other unintended consequence that uh, Courtney's comments reminded me of is the uh, diversity, equity and inclusion numbers are off the charts. We pride ourselves in being an institution that's incredibly diverse with a pretty split population here, which I think enables us to achieve some of the things that, that we do uh, academically. And the um, uh, diversity figures for life and our other corporate programs blow the rest of our diversity numbers away. We're talking, and we think about it, we've relieved the financial burden, we've provided access all the things. Why didn't we think of that in the beginning? But DEI on it is is simply amazing. The uh, the volume of um, um, underserved population, um, you know, low low income, first generation. As mm-hmm. Courtney mentioned, the number of first generation students. Uh, we're really really proud of that. Um, we're delighted when we finally discovered it, and now it's become a DEI initiative 
uh, for a number of our partners. It's amazing. What I, I was saying, level playing field is what it sounds like. You're providing an opportunity for those folks. Um, and I know that the retention numbers, not just the, you know, um, recruiting and attraction, but the folks that have gone through the program, I remember Tam telling me how high they are. Yeah. And um, and that to me is so impressive. A company that's willing to make that kind of investment, not knowing up front, does this mean people are going to leave after they get their degree? Yeah. But I think, again, it goes back to them working probably in partnership with you. But I know one of the things they focus on is where are there other opportunities within the company that this person can uh, be placed in order to shine with the new degree they have, with the new skills they have. Yeah, and and I know Courtney mentioned a while ago about their promote within philosophy, which uh, is guiding this. And uh, we hear frequently of uh, life students who now have have the degree and have an opportunity. Well, I think one of them's gone to work in Tam's office. Uh, we, uh, they've they've uh, moved into world headquarters. Um, it's just opened up opportunities that many of them uh, didn't see. In, within the company, we also know that, that that people leave, and FedEx welcomes that from a professional development perspective. You know what? Because a lot of those people typically come back to FedEx at some point. Uh, mm. I've had my own children that that have done that, so they go away and grow and come back in a different position, and and so um, they really do understand their employee base. I think extremely well. That's great. Well, so life is the first corporate partnership other than the healthcare that you were mentioning earlier that you had with that grant. How has this program now expanded? Because I know they're not your only corporate partner anymore. Right. Well, interestingly, uh, Tam uh, and the, the original group that came to us is uh, from uh, FedEx Express Operating Company. Mm -hmm. so we, we built that up. First of all, there was tremendous expansion from within. We uh, only we were only weeks into it, and we started expanding to other hubs within Express. And now all hubs across the country are are, are eligible. So that has been a, a slow grow there. Then we had other operating companies such as um, Logistics and Freight uh, come on board and had conversations with uh, with a couple of others. So even within the um, FedEx family, there there has been expansion. We were able to get back to our uh, healthcare route and um, a launch a program with uh, Methodist Lebonner here, uh, uh, which in and of itself is unique because not only do they have academic programs, but a parallel track with non-credit training programs such as surgical technologist, hmm. certified nurse assistant, and we're uh, medical assisting and we're launching a couple of others uh, with them and a couple of other uh, stay tuned. We've got a couple other that are, that are developing here. Uh, and then we also have a program uh, called Lane 4 uh, with Nike. And that's with their distribution center here in Memphis. And then uh, a couple of their uh, subsidiaries around the country, uh, Converse out in California and uh, some other groups um, that are based outside of the, the Memphis market. And then we work with the, the city of Memphis and their employees. So it really has grown. This has also allowed us to be invited to be a part of the Instride Network, which uh, they then we all collectively work on uh, solutions for companies uh, worldwide. And 
that's been exciting <laughs> for us to then, then we're in there partnering with uh, Arizona State uh, University of Wisconsin and Virginia and CUNY it's really a neat group for us to to be involved with it's a selective group and we're proud to be a part of it that's great are the other corporate partnerships structured in a similar way as what you did with the FedEx Life program or do you customize them based on what that particular corporate partner you know has as their values and and would like to see is it a clean slate with each one or you have a template now that you adapt from it could be it, it could be a clean slate we don't rule that off uh so many i'll take uh nike and methodist um nike uh, liked what they heard about in life and so they didn't um minor differences in in, in between there but for most case we we built a nice uh program and they, it was kind of plug and play it 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 fit because they have very similar needs and very similar challenges, quite frankly, you know, with um, uh, their uh, same employee base. But mm -hmm. as I mentioned with Methodist, we, um, the uh, academic path is very similar, but we completely built, we had no surgical uh, technologist training program. We had no certified nurse assistant program here. We had no uh, medical assisting non-credit program here. So we had to build those from the ground up. And mm -hmm. Uh, the challenge in that industry is that you've got to get either national accreditation, state uh, licensure. So we we went to great lengths to um, build that programming uh, to fit their needs because that's where their uh, employment gaps were. They really needed CNAs, surge techs. So uh, we got we teamed up with the College of Health Sciences and and built those programs through our uh, non credit division. I was just wondering about that. If you didn't have any offerings, were you hiring professors yes. to come in and do that? You know, my my brain is just cooking here because I'm wondering if now that you've got those people on board, are other healthcare organizations part of your plan since you've now got those pieces that others might require? Yes, uh, we are. We are um, I have a couple of... Uh, memorandums of understanding here are ready to go out to uh, a couple that are local. We deliver a medical assisting program for uh, Intermountain Health, which is uh, in, in Utah or actually in the Rocky Mountain region. Uh, we're in discussions with some other um, uh, uh, healthcare companies that are not even in our marketplace because getting back to global and being able to do so many things online, yeah. developing that accessibility. But the challenge in healthcare is we have to do local clinicals. And so there's a uh, you know a lot of work that needs to be done to to either hire their staff, say as adjuncts or as preceptors, as they're called in that area. Um, and so there's a, a, a bit more logistics, but again, it's 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 built to fit their needs. Mm -hmm. Well, I want to kind of wrap up by having you share some success stories. What are some of the things you've heard? from either, you know, your contacts within each of these companies or um, individual students that it's really, it, you know, it just sounds so life-changing for them. And Courtney, you, you alluded to some of those mm -hmm. earlier, but I'd love to, you know, kind of extract what are some of the individual impacts? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, first of all, in just a, a kind of a broad strokes, we, this semester will have over 100 people that have earned their bachelor's degree um, in the life program specifically. So it's a pretty big milestone 
for us and for them. Um, we've had, uh, I think, approaching 140 people finish the prep academy. And, um, and so for many of these students, they maybe were not admissible pre-prep. And so this was really their only route into higher ed. So, you know, that's a pretty big accomplishment. Um, and then post-prep, so they finish prep, they go into undergraduate classes. They are stunningly um, well-prepared. I mean, they're, I think the average GPA was a 3.2. They're successful in over 90% of their classes. Um, and this really, for so many of them, represents a complete 180 from if they've had past uh, college experiences. So that, it's really amazing to build something and then sort of cross your fingers and hope that it works. And, you know, and so seeing that, you know, we, we're doing the right thing. And um, so that, that's been really cool. Um, but yeah, there are just so many stories. I mean, you know, you hear about one of our famous um, first graduates is a, is a guy named Joe Kelly. Um, and his goal, you know, he had started back in, I don't know, the eighties or nineties, I don't remember. And, um, just stopped out, life happened. And, you know, he just got to work at FedEx and suddenly all these years went by and his big goal was to, um, graduate before his kids, his kids were enrolled at the university of Memphis and, and he was able to, to graduate a semester earlier, I think, than his oldest. Um, so you hear stories like that. Um, you know, I was just reading a testimonial from a student who his family has a wall of accomplishments and they put all the diplomas up there and he went to school and never finished. And now his is up there because he graduated with life and he got to put his diploma up on that wall. He actually sent us a picture of it so that we could see it up there. Um, so, you know, just these little stories like that and, um, People just talking about, you know, I, I have four kids and two grandkids and I just never thought I'd be back in school. But here I am and I have a 4.0, you know, and they're just um, so it's, it's just so amazing to, to hear these um, very individual stories of success and, and just overcoming such obstacles and uh, and just really the gratitude that they have for um, their employer extending this benefit. Um, and, you know, and it's funny because we really do try to keep that back on them because they're putting so much into this, so much time and effort. And um, so we really do try to praise them as well uh, because what they're doing is really amazing. Um, so, yeah, we're very fortunate to, to just hear a lot of, of really heartwarming success stories. Uh, and I think for a lot of people, there's, what, 36 million people in this country with some college and no degree. Um, and so there are so many people who've had this lifelong goal to earn a degree um, and to help them achieve that uh, is just it's really special. It's really cool. I mean, this is very inspiring when you think about a company willing to make that kind of investment and in, in its people, they're putting their you know money where their stated values are. Um, it's not just. Um, you know, words on a wall. It's mm -hmm. it's in action and the impact on lives. And just as I'm listening to you share those specific examples, thinking about their gratitude towards FedEx and the loyalty yes. that they feel towards that company for really changing their lives and giving them that opportunity that most companies don't. So I'd like to challenge my listeners to be thinking about inside your own organizations, what can you do to help have this kind of impact on people's lives? It may not be the exact life program that we heard about today, but there are ways that 
Um, you can start with a clean slate, kind of set aside things that have been done in the past and look at what could we do differently that would really have a lot of value for our people. So thank you both for, I think, this inspiration today and also example, you know, a real world example of what can happen when there's creativity on both sides about meeting the needs of these people that are eager to get a degree, but simply haven't had that opportunity. So tell us how people can connect with you and learn more about UM Global and anything else you'd like to share. Yeah, um, the best thing to do would be to visit our website and it's just memphis.edu slash Global. That okay. has our contact information um, and some information about our different corporate partners and information about all the degrees we offer. So that is really the best consolidated resource um, out there. And we certainly welcome questions and um, interest. And we've got some complimentary courses out there if people want to kind of test the waters. So just lots of stuff going on um, on that website. That's great. Well, I think your prep program is just brilliant. This mm -hmm. whole idea of setting people up with this, I'll call it a transitional opportunity before they're put into the heavy coursework with grades and everything else, they get to experience that without the pressure and with having the support. So I just uh, want to acknowledge the great work you've done and the thought you've put into this program to ensure so many people have this opportunity and experience success as they go through it. So. Well, thank you for your interest in our work. We really do appreciate it. It means a lot. It's nice to have these opportunities and recognize all the, uh, there's a lot of hard work that goes into it. And this is a great way to. Yeah. And yeah. I'm, I'm glad to help spread the word and look forward to staying in touch with both of you. Thank you, Courtney. Thank you, Richard, for being with me today. You bet. Thank you. Thanks for tuning into my podcast. Now head over to growstrongleaders.com. And check out our two books, Connect With Your Team and Peer Coaching Made Simple. While you're there, download the free facilitator guide to find out how to implement our unique peer coaching system. Until next time, I'm Meredith Bell.